Hey y'all, you're listening to Link in the Chain, a bi-weekly podcast that aims to reveal the depth and vastness of hip-hop one episode at a time. We take our favorite methodologies, albums, artists, and songs and strip them to their core, figuring out what exactly makes them so magnetic. I'm your host, Jillian Grace. Let's get started. I'm just doing what Pete did for me. Pete Brain did for me and what James Brown did for them. It's still just a fan of forward. I just always look at it as a link in the chain, man. Like, it's a link in the chain. Okay, y'all. So today is our second installment of Charms, a mini series to hold y'all over until season two drops. And it is supposed to be just that many small episodes, not long at all. But I can't lie, I am so excited about today's topic. I'm not sure how long this episode will run, but I will try and be a woman of my word and keep it short and cute. Today, we are talking about the soundtrack for the movie that premiered on Netflix late last year, Bruised. The project was not only executive produced by Halle Berry and Cardi B, but it is also the first ever all-female hip-hop soundtrack. The movie, also directed by Halle Berry, follows an MMA fighter who has fallen from grace. It is a redemption story, and it is so beautifully done. Before we get into the masterpiece that is the soundtrack, we can't go for it without showing some Link love. This week, we're shouting out one of my kids whose name I will be keeping anonymous. She said the following, Mother, I love your podcast and I miss you. And you've inspired me to create a playlist and tap back into music. I'm not going to lie, since graduating, I've been disconnected. But listening to your podcast has brought me back a bit. Thank you. Music school is tough. When this episode drops, I will be entering into my first week of the last semester of my graduate program. To know that I am so close to completing something that I never thought that I was even capable of doing excites me, but it is tough. I have doubted myself throughout my time at MSM and more times than I'd like to admit during my undergrad days at Howard, so I get it. Learning music through an academic lens is not fun. (laughs) But I am glad and grateful that I could play a small part in reigniting that fire. As always, if you like what you hear, please take five minutes to rate and review this podcast on Apple Music or Spotify. I'm so excited for the future of this project, but it's going to take a village to get it where it needs to be. I'm also thinking about doing a giveaway to express my gratitude to listeners. So if you want to be considered, go ahead and handle your business. You know, you got to play your part. (laughs) One last thing before we get started. As y'all know, I record right in the corner of my room in my Harlem apartment. I've had to come up with numerous and creative, to say the least, very creative ways to mitigate background noise, whether it's recording late at night telling my roommates to shut up. (laughs) I'm always trying to absorb background noise so that this podcast can sound as clear and professional as possible. But the fact of the matter is, I live in New York City. There was a time this past summer where I recorded an episode dead at night and had to stop because a woman was cussing her nigga out on the street, which, now that I think about it, he probably deserved it, so... 
whatever. <laughs> but even now, it is currently 10.55 p.m. and I'm recording this late just to try and cut down on some of the street noise. So instead of beating myself up about this and taking a thousand takes, which I don't have time for, <laughs> I'm going to embrace my humble beginning and play this job whenever I feel necessary. I gotta close the window before I record because New York don't know how to be quiet. This is more so to humor myself and, <laughs> and to remind myself to be gentle with this journey that I'm on. So, you know, you like it, cool. If not, it's my podcast, so whatever. On a normal episode, I'd ask y'all if y'all were ready and then do some silly transition, but this is Charms, supposed to be mini, so I'll jump right into this week's episode with a little timeline. From 2010 to 2016, Nicki Minaj dominated female hip-hop. She signed to Young Money in 09 and that very next year dropped her debut album, Pink Friday. But even before her album dropped, Nicki was everywhere. It was very seldom that you'd find a song on TV or on the radio that didn't involve her. She said it best on the gem that is her monster verse, okay? 50k for a verse, no album out. <laughs> I practiced that. Okay, anyways, <laughs> that woman was working hard as hell. She managed to wash all of her male counterparts on songs, including Hove, with ease. Beyonce even allowed her to be her bestie for a little minute. She was that girl, and she deserved every single accolade in which she received. But it was just her. Yeah, there were other female rappers out, but they weren't receiving the notoriety that Nicki was. This reign was reflected even more so through the pinnacle of blackness that is the BT Awards, where Nicki would go on to win the award for Best Female Hip Hop Artist seven years straight. This changed in 2017, though, when Remy Ma took the title in the thick of her beef with Nicki. Now, like I've said before, this ain't the shade room, girl. <laughs> These charms, this ain't rumor report. We're not talking about the beef. Their beef isn't what is important here. It's merely a piece of the puzzle. What is important, though, is that in that same year, Cardi B quit the Love & Hip Hop franchise in efforts to pursue her rap career, which is an ironic statement, but <laughs> I digress. It is in 2017 where Cardi dropped two mixtapes and the single Bodak Yellow, the song that single-handedly changed the trajectory of her life. In 2018, Cardi not only released her debut album, Invasion of Privacy, but also snagged the coveted BET Award. Albums, accolades, and even beef aside, Cardi's success did something deeply powerful. It is almost as if her success allowed the floodgates to open. Young M.A., City Girls, Sweetie, Rico Nasty, Tierra Whack. No Name, Cash Doll, Megan Thee Stallion, all of these women were receiving recognition of their own. And not to say that they didn't have buzz before 2018, but the fight for a quote-unquote queen or the expectation for female rappers to fit into a certain category or a specific mold had seemingly come to an end. Women were allowed to express themselves and rap however they wanted. The crown was broken. I won't act now as if all of the misogyny, colorism, pretty privilege, and fat phobia rooted in the hip-hop industry was completely erased in 2018 with Cardi, okay? That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that something about her rise 
see. I gotta close the window before I record because New York don't know how to be quiet. <laughs> That's fun. That's very fun. Okay, I'm gonna keep that. <laughs> but what I am saying is that something about her rise, something about her success created a domino effect. Fast forward to 2021 and Cardi B is still playing a role in the liberation of black female rappers. This lineup runs the gambit of talent on this soundtrack, from heavy hitters like Rhapsody and Her to newer acts like Baby Tate and Erica Banks. Another thing that allows the diversity of these women to shine so brightly on this record is their individuality as a result of their geographical upbringings, aka regionalism. Side note, regionalism is something that I am so deeply fascinated by and will be covering in depth in season two so make sure y'all stay tuned for that because it's gonna be very dope in the outcast episode i briefly spoke on how black people are anything but monolithic that statement shines on this project they're all reiterating the same themes on this album but it's their small intricacies that allow them to be unique in their deliveries like the movie, this soundtrack was not only beautifully done, but well-constructed. It is an offering that reminds us that female rap ain't going anywhere anytime soon. I'd like to close out this mini set with my favorite verse on this entire soundtrack. Hands down. <laughs> it comes from Big Bottle Wiana on A. She raps the following. They say, why you scream so loud? Because I'm ratchet. Why are you asking questions? Are you Inspector Gadget? <laughs> I really could have did like a more deep. I could have chose something more deep. But every time I hear that, I can't help but like laugh. Because like, yes, why are these niggas pressing you? Tell these niggas to mind their business. Yes, sis, you're absolutely right. But that's it. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure y'all go listen to this project and let me know what you think of it over on Instagram. I can't wait to hear from y'all. Till next time. Peace. Thanks again for tuning in to Link in the Chain. The theme song was produced by Hype Alexander. All research, producing, and recording was done by myself, Jillian Grace. If you like what you heard in this episode, please make sure to like, share, and subscribe to this show. Thanks again. See y'all in two weeks.